let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. And on the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken on demand. All right. Well, of course, the big news is uh, we're going we're gonna to meet the moment. We don't have to demo the freeway. We, we can repair the freeway, and it may only take weeks, not months, to reopen the 10 freeway near downtown Los Angeles. Newsom again appeared today to make this announcement after they did all their studies and all their inspections let's bring on steve gregory for the full report on this steve hey guys um it's just like one of my colleagues texted me this morning after the press conference and said i think the only good thing to come out of this is that we don't have to listen to these press conferences every day for six months (laughs) (laughs) it's been cut short yeah yeah they're only going to get five weeks now not six months of this uh kind of like COVID updates uh so they think this can be done uh, three to five weeks Three to five weeks before the end of the year. And and Mayor Bass made a big deal about uh, saying that they're using the same contracting firm that uh, did the recovery efforts and rebuilding from the Northridge quake of 94. Mm -hmm. So they have the experience. Except all those people are dead now. Exactly. But 30 years later. Hopefully they pass some of that knowledge on down. They're all in a nursing home. uh, But she was very excited about that. Um, The governor said that uh, the latest core samples coming from deep in the uh, upper deck of the highway section came back in a positive way meaning there was didn't seem to be any internal structural damage or any breaching of the the rebar and the metal framing and all of that so um that's that's how they do it they take like little samples of stuff huh yeah and then what they do is they check to see if the heat uh you know sort of breached any of the of the integrity of the the cohesion of the concrete and the asphalt the metal beams because if those metal beams and rebar get 
too hot, they could literally expand. And then when they expand, it puts pressure and causes fissures or cracks into that concrete. And that's what causes the structural integrity issue. And if that had been the case, they would have had to demolish the whole thing, tear it all down. He also said 100 columns had been damaged. That's a lot of columns. Well, it's eight acres. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a but lot I heard of say columns. Nine to ten were severely damaged. There was yeah. a, a lot of freeway there, so they were really worried about you know the overall problem. And now, as it is, you know, they've got all those wooden sort of wooden structures and beams down there now that are shoring up the freeway so they can come in and do the repairs some 250 dump trucks are coming in and out of that area to so remove do debris. they have to knock down those columns and replace them with new ones not necessarily it depends um it looks as though some of them might need to be replaced others may need just cosmetic facelifts mm -hmm. uh, but the, but the 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 10 of them that are severely damaged i mean i don't know does that mean they're goners i don't know yet that that, that i mean we don't know if those are going to have to be replaced at all. They haven't gotten into the detail. Uh -huh. And he also did say, the governor, this morning, that there, you know, there could be some temporary closures. They're going to try to reopen one or two lanes, maybe, to get, get traffic moving. You've got, you know, got Thanksgiving holiday coming up. You've got a busy time coming mm -hmm. yes. up. And if that's the case, they may have to shut it down again temporarily overnight to replace some of the bigger pieces of the freeway or to replace chunks of mm. it. He did mention that. So it could very well be on the column side. Is he going to go first when we reopen this so he can show us it's safe, get in a little limo? And <laughs> How funny would that be? <laughs> uh, yeah. Across the freeway and show us it's not going to collapse. He drives across in his governor's limo boom, with the entourage. <laughs> Down, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, that's a good and question. And what about the unhoused? Are they okay, oh, the oh, unhoused? Okay. Now let's get to this song and dance that they're doing here. <laughs> Who, the, the, this, I noticed the headlines the arson, were the all arson. about the arson. Did someone file an insurance claim? I mean, if somebody was trying to burn down their own business, there must be some insurance claim at stake, right? Because they want to get the money. Those well, are all, business, it's a junkyard. They're all, these are all <laughs> questions that are in flux. In flux. flux. Boy, you've worked with uh, politicians too long. Lingo. That's right. Uh, that so, is a uh, that is a policy question. I'm not prepared to answer at by, this time. By declaring it arson, <laughs> it's taken away the idea that it was uh, it was it was a crazy homeless person. Because what like, did you, I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did you tell me? I told he you. He said, remember when he left the show yesterday around I'm, this time? He I'm, said it's not going to be what you think it it's is. It's not going right? to be what you think it is. Be and even if it were. What you think it is, it's not going to be what you think it is. <laughs> oh, wow, that's complicated. Now, now you're speaking. Is that in flux? No, think about it. Um, in other words, they are not going to admit. They're never going a, to admit a crazy homeless guy no. or a, uh, a, a a a well, yeah. But I mean, a, a crazy homeless guy would start a fire just to start a fire, or maybe he's having a fight with another crazy homeless guy. Remember. Uh, homeless people commit arson too. I mean, a lot of them, uh, oh, they've attacked yeah. each other. They've lit their tents on fire. Uh, they've done these kinds oh, of we things. Oh, we have the guy on the bicycle go lighting up cars. Yeah, so it's okay. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at here is they came up with a cover story describing the crime, and now everybody is. And did you hear what was said right after that? Don't jump to conclusions and don't demonize the homeless. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I don't need her, Karen Bass, lecturing me on what to think. But but saying it. But I am going to following. I'm that. not jumping to a conclusion. <laughs> I I am grabbing this conclusion and shaking it because who did it? It's either a normal person or an abnormal person. A normal person. What would be the motivation for doing that? Well, 
He's a pyromaniac. Presumably, if it's a normal, it something, yeah, it, it's an insurance claim. Money. I right, mean, and I think, right. and I think that's where Governor Newsom is kind of leading us down this path. He keeps mentioning. Now he mentions the company's name. Remember, he didn't mention on Sunday when I asked him who's the lessee, and he goes, "Well, we can't really talk about it because yeah. of the lit litigation, litigation posture." Yes, yes you litigation can. posture. Litigation posture. That's nonsense. Uh, yeah, of course, you can talk about but it. But then Apex, Apex Development yeah. is the name of this company out of Calabasas, and then he says they also are leasing four other properties nearby yes and, and they sublease it turns and, out right. they've been subleasing he put this all space. in dramatic terms bad actors they had a lease in dispute they went to court subleases legal posture they met against the law that all danced around who committed the arson why would you commit the arson if it was a rational act right mm -hmm. arson to get insurance is a rational act well what insurance uh, I, the pallets <laughs> well, the thing is, there were forklifts in there. Uh huh. There were uh, those are expensive. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of vehicles in there. There was a. We don't know what was truly in there. Right. right. So they, but they, nobody's filed a now, claim yet. Not, is there any surveillance of. video from this whole area? Well, that's what they're working on right now. They've they've been canvassing that entire area, and because of its proximity and being twelve thirty in the morning. 12.20 in the morning, you know, it's dark under there. There's very few lights. Why would they have cameras under there? Well, if there's something expensive, I mean, the... Oh, maybe security presumably the Yeah, there's security there, presumably. We don't know the scope of all of that yet. Um, Apex Development seems to be a pretty lucrative, larger company. Um, did, by, did they... Was that just an, an, an unattended storage yard? Was there any active business going on there? No, no. it was just storage. Here's the line. Newsom said the fire was set within the fence line of the storage business operating below the freeway. So apparently they found evidence of arson, right? Right. Yeah. Doing. And 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 they found it quickly. It they seemed did. to be an yes. obvious somebody left a gas point of origin. <laughs> well, well okay. no, if it's an accelerant, that they're gonna know that too. Okay, well, that's the thing. If you're gonna apply for an insurance claim, you have to have a pretty uh, slick way of committing the arson because insurance companies are all over that. They're not going to pay well, an a arson claim. Care, and here's right? the, but if it's sloppily done with a gas can or something, they're not going to get any money. So that there's no motive to have a sloppy arson attempt. But here's the thing, though. It could also be one of the five sub-lessees. Mm. It could be one of the other ones down the line that did it. And what would be their motivation? Again, it could if they if they were behind on their rent or they're just needing the money. I mean, there's there's that possibility. Uh, there could be a revenge fire. I mean, someone could be mad at him over a business dispute, or it could be a whole host of things, and it could be a homeless person or a homeless camp. Uh, now, and we don't know that that fence was 100% impenetrable. We don't know that, that, was, that there wasn't a big gaping hole in the back right. of the fence or something like that, that people were coming in and out. It had been characterized to me that there was an active homeless camp in there. Well, there you go. <laughs> so but so we that don't wasn't know that wasn't a secure fence like in a in a and maximum security no. prison. Not that is, this as, is this as hard as getting a tenant out of an apartment? I mean, they weren't paying the lease payments. They were subletting it without permission. How come they weren't just booted out of there a long time ago? They have to go I, to court. Huh? I asked that question on Sunday, and remember, I got the legal posture response. I, they couldn't comment on it because so of that's the legal what I'm posture. saying. It's like trying to evict. It's like a what? squatter. You're trying to evict a real tenant. What about it takes a lot of legal routine fire department inspections? Well, they don't do them because it's state property, so that comes under Cal Fire's purview. Okay, what's well, Cal Fire? Well, there's no Cal Fire office downtown. They got to come in from other areas. I mean, the state fire marshal. I don't know what. And let me tell you what this has done, as it usually does, is now it, it's opened up a Pandora's box in all of the procedures and processes in which they 
take care of these properties? Because a lot of people are now saying, well, how did you let this go for so long? How did you let that go? How many citations do you get before you take action? Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they did some kind of inspection to justify the citations, right? They had to sure. do an inspection in order to uh, prove that you're guilty of this and we want money or whatever the right. punishment is. So yeah. why did they allow it to stay there? I'm hoping that we get all those answers either soon from Caltrans or we get it from the legal here's documents what, that have been filed. Here's what and I think. Really? Hand sanitizer down there? I hear here's what I think the plan <laughs> obviously is. They're going to do happy talk. Uh -huh. Then we got the uh, distraction of the holidays. And then by the first of the year, they open up and say, hey, everything's fine. And then yeah, nobody's going to cover the story anymore. No one's going to take right. responsibility for it. And, and here's the way it's going to be crafted because these are the way these PR people do it in the government. It's not the time to look to the past. <laughs> That's right. It's time to yeah. look forward. It, the past has happened. It's time to look forward. Yeah, well, that's not going to fly here. I'm going to... I hate that. Uh, we're going to... I hate... Make, it makes well, me crazy, too. And I don't want them to get away with this Somebody one. had mentioned to me also, too, that this, this the, the lessee might have been impacted by COVID payments because it also dealt with commercial tenants as well as residential tenants so there might have been a pay structure issue there that had just been mentioned mm -hmm. it's an angle i had not considered so I, I i do want to explore whether or not these people were but i'm thinking to myself but even if that was the case that i don't think the state would have been suing them if they'd had plenty of chances to pay up and and, mm -hmm. and and settle their bill. No, all right, we're way behind. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. Go. Thank Next you very much. You Later, guys. If, if your phone dings, let us know if there's a big update. Yeah, you got yeah. anything. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. You know, the reason I was pushing Steve so hard on this, and he's trying to find out what the story is, he's really doing great work about this uh, freeway collapse, is... It didn't collapse. But well, this potential collapse. Right. You You just wait. They got they Wait got they what? got uh, ten columns that's severely damaged. You never know what's going to happen. But the, well, they're in there supposedly shoring it up now, so I doubt it's going to collapse. By but. the way, how come they're so good to do this in three to five weeks? Have you seen the condition of the roads elsewhere? <laughs> how come how come they're suddenly going to be uh, real efficient? Well, because and, that's a major major yeah. interchange. So why major. why can't they approach work like that every it's day? It's not like a pothole on the one ten. Yeah. I mean, they should all work should be approached this way. But in any event, I really resent Bass lecturing everybody, scolding everybody yesterday on what to think. And although we, gotta, we can't pit Angelinos against Angelinos, we can't pit, pit the unhoused versus the house. It's like, we'll pit whoever we want to. You're not in charge of, you're not in charge of pitting. But it's clear the blowback got to them. I mean, it's everywhere. And well, I think people are putting it in all sorts of comment boards. This has to be, oh, it's a coincidence. A big homeless encampment underneath an right. arson fire. Oh, yeah. Homeless have nothing to so, do with it. So they know BS when they see it. Take Did you see the story? What happened this morning? The 110-105 underneath. There was a big fire this morning there, too. But the, the fire department got there and put it out. They, it came from a homeless encampment. Every day there's one. There's if there had been, you see, the the difference this time is there was the right explosive materials under that freeway. Yeah. Hand sanitizer, but also the wooden pallets, everything. Some of these other fires don't get as big because you don't have quite as much stuff that would be a big burn. Homeless people constantly start fires. Some of them And they purpose. love to be under the freeways because of Caltrans. Yeah. That's why I said that judge who said we got to get them away from the freeways. He said it because of their own safety. I'm saying it because everything's going to burn down, including everybody's uh, transportation routes. Yeah, because 
it, she's busy scolding us when this was on the verge of the biggest failure that any bear could ever have, that she has done nothing about the homeless situation in Los Angeles. Nothing. And she's constantly gaslighting everybody, constantly lying about what she's done, constantly trying to uh, uh, re re release public relations statements. To oh, and they all come out and they just pat each other on the back. And this agency's great. And they got right on no. this. And we're going to stay on this. And blah, blah, blah. No, Shut you, up. All your agencies suck. You all suck. You do a lousy job. Bass has done a terrible job on homelessness. But, hey, I expected that, right? I mean, I'd love to have Rick Caruso building the new uh, well, the new freeway here. But she, she stinks at her job. She's overwhelmed. She's never been an executive. She's never been a leader. She's never been in a position to make major decisions. She stinks at her job. She can't find her way out of, the, out of a paper bag, let alone this homeless situation. And it was on her watch that she allowed all these homeless encampments underneath freeways where the fires burn every freaking day. 80% of the fires in downtown L.A. are from homeless encampments. Oh, this is one that's not connected to a homeless encampment, really? What, some bizarre, complicated uh, insurance? Well, let's talk about the agency we should talk about. What a name. Caltrans has, it's called the Airspace and Telecommunications Licensing Program. <laughs> Airspace. They're the ones that lease this property under the freeway to this company, Apex, which broke the lease didn't make the payments, sublet to other partners, probably somebody put hand sanitizer under this. They're the ones that need to be under scrutiny here because they're responsible for this. First of all, why would you lease any property under the freeways for people to put crap they could burn or whatever? Why would you do that? They want the money, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't, that's, that part of the story is weird. And, and well, I don't, why don't you put, if you had storage stuff, why don't you, uh, why don't you put it under a freeway? That's ridiculous. There's storage because it's yards space everywhere. that's unused. I know, but then if you have to buy or rent a big, uh, what are, like most people do, a storage unit at a... Why is Caltrans allowing flammable materials put under a freeway? <laughs> yeah, who was that's the what idiot I mean. who signed... And, and, and if, if they somehow defrauded you, they said they were going to store, uh, you know, uh, uh, nursery plants under there. <laughs> as soon as you found out that it was uh, flammable materials, everything should have been removed. Again, fire emergency. When the Wooden fire department comes, really burn. That's what we found out. So the, the Tony Tavares is the director of Caltrans, and I will read to you from the second paragraph. Director Tavares's transportation vision for California addresses climate issues, <laughs> and he advances a safe equitable, accessible, sustainable, and multimodal transportation system. <laughs> well, The usual bad priorities. Diversity, right? equity, and inclusion. First thing on the list here. Climate change nonsense. This is garbage. Pave the road. Clear flammable materials from out under yeah, a that freeway. fire didn't do good for the climate. Let's put it that way. Right. How much How much carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide went into the air? I mean, this is what they think their job is now, to sit around and, with, with 30 people at a roundtable discussion about the uh, diversity and equity in our climate goals and all this other crap, manure, feces, nonsense, poop.
You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From KFI AM 640. From 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, we uh, transform into a podcast, same as the radio show, at uh, the iHeart app. Johnny Ken on demand. All right, and uh, early reminder that you can leave uh, messages using the app for the Moist line. Look for the microphone icon or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86. One of the other big stories that we just touched on on Friday, didn't get a chance to do an update on 
yesterday because of the whole freeway closure story dominating the news is this wild story out of the valley where the son of a well-known Hollywood executive has now been arrested and charged in connection with the death of his wife and his in-laws. Now, this uh, wild, crazy man's name is Samuel Bond Haskell IV. When you have a name like that, you probably come from a prominent, wealthy family, don't you? Samuel Bond Haskell right. IV. The magic's in the name. Uh, they have not confirmed, but they did discover a woman's torso in a dumpster. And guess who found that, John? A vagrant. <laughs> Looking for lunch. This man, of course, came to the attention of authorities because he tried to hire some day laborers to come to his home in Tarzana and remove some bags. Bags that, yeah, apparently were body parts. Um, they uh, came to the home, but as soon as they started lifting the bags, they realized uh, these aren't rocks. This isn't construction materials. Uh, this is soft and squishy. Could you imagine that? Uh, <clears throat> so uh, they, uh, they apparently gave up on the job. Now, they did call the police, but by the time police got there, the place where the body parts were in the bags were gone. That's because apparently Haskell took them and threw them into the dumpster so, himself. But so, so far, they, all they have is a woman's torso. Did the workers look into the bags? They did eventually look into the bag, and they saw the like, skin. They like, saw a, a belly button is what I read. Oh, yeah, that's right. A human belly yeah, button. Yes. And they said, okay, we're not doing this job. And Haskell was trying to pass it off as a Halloween prop. That's right. Those were Halloween props. Yeah. Very lifelike. Hollywood's great today. They can make stuff like that that appears to be real. Well, his dad, Samuel Haskell III, was yes. a big deal in Hollywood. He was an executive vice president at the William Morris Agency, was uh, Dolly Parton's manager and producer of a number of TV shows she had, George Clooney's agent, Whoopi Goldberg's agent. This is years ago. Yeah. He left the agency, and then he became... Uh, president of uh, the Miss America pageant. Oh. And left the pageant after all these uh, ugly emails were discovered. He wrote all these terrible things about one of the Miss America winners named Mallory Hagan about how she was fat and how she had uh, slept with uh, uh, people in uh, like uh, virtu virtually every state of the union and uh, called her the C word. It was, it was really vicious, nasty stuff. And so he he had to had to leave that job. So there there's there's craziness in the family. He was considered the night. This is the dad I'm talking about. Oh, one of the nice guys in Hollywood. And in all the photos, he looks like this big, happy, smiling guy. And then you start reading about his background. It's like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, I didn't see those stories. Yeah. I mean, but uh, right away, of course, a neighbor said that Sam Haskell IV was weird. And then there was a story that apparently his home was littered with all sorts of sharp objects. He loved samurai swords. He loved to collect these kinds of things. So uh, it would appear that uh, he chopped them up. And uh, but they still haven't found they haven't found any parts of the in-laws. They do believe, but they still have to do the DNA testing to confirm that this is his wife's torso that was in that one garbage bag was recovered from the dumpster. I guess what he did after the day laborers brought everything back. He loaded it up quickly, and then he went to probably different dumpsters or different places and, and dropped off the, the body parts, and the, the homeless guy happened to find the, the torso. Uh, so another woman that says she ran into him at a diner a few weeks before the murders and said he was really strange. 
Typically, we hug each other. He didn't want to hug. He kept backing up from me like I'm a threat. This is someone she's known, like not a stranger. No, since since they were 13, they'd known each other. Right, right. She said uh, they were wonderful people, but something <clears throat> happened to him. And again, he's 35, and we talk about you know mental illness and when it starts to really well, take over somebody in their 20s and 30s. Apparently, he put out these TikTok videos that this friend said were weird, but it's exactly the way he acts in real life. He, she described him as attractive, intelligent, and extremely socially awkward. And if you look at any of his TikTok videos, or you heard him open his mouth and just say hi, you can tell he's weird. Uh, well... That's fine because, well, it didn't end up being fine. But at the time, being weird didn't mean you couldn't be nice and kind. A few years into their friendship, Haskell became awkward. He began calling too much and showing up at her house uninvited. When she and her brother asked him to stop, uh uh-oh, he allegedly pulled out a massive machete on them. And here comes the big mistake. He goes into the trunk of his car, Sam Haskell IV, and pulled out a machete, not a pocket knife, a machete. A machete. They, they called the police, but her family declines to press charges. See, what's Just again, a sad misunderstanding. If you could pick these guys out well in advance, because when they finally kill and chop up a body, maybe with a machete, it's not the first time he had a machete in his hand, right? No. He's, he's, he went after this lady with a machete, and she's his friend. The in-laws lived in the house. They came from China, and they lived in the house with Haskell and his wife. Their children, thank God they were in school and were safe. He didn't uh, kill the children. But uh, it's a pretty good guess that he chopped up his wife yeah. and his in-laws. After the in-laws are probably some... in a landfill. Yeah, that remains to be seen, whether or not he talks and they can find but look at that, John. A vagrant did a good deed. He found uh, the first piece of evidence, the torso wrapped in plastic. Yeah. We could solve a lot of crimes with vagrants going through dumpsters, finding disposable bodies we or disposed bodies. To, we might be able to do that. But uh, that first picture I saw of him, first pictures that came out of him, he was much younger. And he looked fairly normal. Then I saw a more recent picture of him, and whoa, yeah. there's been a change. He has the dead eyes, the crazy eyes. Yeah. He's just kind of staring he, like, what do you want? I'll kill you. He must have suffered like some kind of schizophrenic breakdown. There's so much mental illness. Speaking of that, coming up after 2 o'clock, remember the story out of Long Beach where the woman almost got raped on the street? The vagrant came up behind her and pulled down his pants. Remember that story? First it was supposed to be a misdemeanor. Now it's a felony. There's a new development in the case we're going to talk about with Rebecca, who was the one that was assaulted on that street in Long Beach. And this tells you all you need to know about George Gascon and criminal justice these days. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We were just talking about Sam Finish your candy. Yeah, I know. These candies are too good. Smarties. Smarties? Yeah. Why would she give you toxic food? I don't know. They're probably poisonous. Full of sugar and processed goods. Conway brought a big old bag of these Smarties in, and so oh, I needed a little sugar rush, and so I got some for myself, and I threw some over to John. Can you imagine her on a sugar rush? Mm. <laughs> uh, I had coffee as well today. Oh, but that, that should be illegal. Sugar and coffee? <laughs> anyway, uh, we were just talking about Samuel Haskell IV, who's yes. uh, the guy who chopped up his wife and in-laws. We believe, yes. They uh, don't have the bodies, exactly. I, I mentioned the dad, Samuel Haskell III, who is this big deal Hollywood agent and producer. 
And while I was looking up stories on him, uh, they did a mini series on him over the summer. Oh, called uh, it was on A and E: Secrets of Miss America exposes its scheming CEO Sam Haskell and how he terrorized the crowned. The women. Wow, most articles are just calling him a big Hollywood executive. They're not uh, giving us the underbelly here. No, it says. Um, he, he, the man who ruled Miss America with an iron fist was Sam Haskell. And this was around 2015 to 2017. And former world, worldwide head of television for William Morris represented everyone from George Clooney to Dolly Parton. And uh, Haskell was on the board, elevated to CEO. He was credited with saving the Miss America organization in the early 2000s after he'd fallen into near bankruptcy and was dumped by ABC. His 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 official bio describes him as, as the nice guy in Hollywood, uh, but you'll have a really hard time believing that after watching this docu series <laughs> featuring the testimonials of more than twenty former Miss Americas who've come forward to share their horror stories for the first time. Now, this is not a Me Too. This is more. This is not sexual. This no, is, this is like psychological. Just being nasty. Yeah, right. and I, I mentioned 2015 to 2017. That that's when the scandal erupted involving his emails uh, trashing. But apparently, his service goes back to the early 2000s. Oh, and uh, a lot of it's on this Mallory. Uh, what did I say, Mallory Hagan? Yeah. And he uh, he was extremely controlling. He didn't want any of the Miss Americas to have boyfriends. And one of my one of my friends' boyfriends brought Taco Bell to our house, says Betty Maxwell, Miss America 2016. The next day, my tour manager comes in and said, somebody called Sam and told them that they saw your boyfriend spend the night with you. We have to get on a conference call. I got reamed out by Sam Haskell for something I didn't do because it was her girlfriend's boyfriend. They're very, oh. very anti-boyfriend because they want you to look like you're America's sweetheart. They're you're trying available, to, right. They're trying to be feminists and me too and all these things. And at the same time, they're not thinking about any young, they're not thinking that any young 20-something is dating someone. The paranoia and controlling behavior, interesting, paranoia and controlling behavior. That's how oh, they were described. It could be the son's problem, right? Yeah. He apparently was paranoid. Yeah. He would tell the Miss America girls that some of the Miss Americas work as spies for Haskell. Uh -oh. And would let him know what people were saying about him, what people were saying about Miss America. So he scared the Miss Americas to death, thinking that, I guess I can't talk to anybody. I can't say anything about Sam Haskell because they're all spies. Man, so he wanted to maintain sort of that virginal, dateless Miss right. America image. So, you know, men would look at that and go, ah, I can have her. This is right. what he what he wrote about Mallory uh, Hagen, that um, Hagen needs to have a blood test because we lost count of the number of men she slept with at 25. Haskell referred to Mallory Hagen as gross and huge. And uh, the former, the other former Miss Americas have to ostracize her. So now this uh, requirement he had was only while you were serving as Miss America, or even if you were a former Miss America, you have to maintain <laughs> this image. I, I, I imagine it's just while your your reign is going. Yeah, on, I don't right? know. I don't know because that would sound really crazy. He's trying to get all the Miss Americas controlled like this. He drove Mallory Hagen crazy. I, I, I. I drank a lot of alcohol, and I was I stood on the top of my building, 
And if it wasn't for my relationship with my parents, you know, she said she might have jumped. Right. And she called. He called Sam Haskell the third. The dad called former Miss America's quote forever c words. Oh, and, and a pile of malcontents and has beens. You know, if his son hadn't probably murdered these three people, he wouldn't be back in the spotlight with a story. <laughs> People might not have even paid attention to this. So there must arts and entertainment special. Mental, this severe mental illness runs in the family here. Yeah, that's what it's starting to look like. Yeah, paranoia, control. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know what triggered this guy that uh, day in that household where he apparently chopped them all up. But uh, yeah, or what kind of life he had as a kid. Yeah, you know. And yeah, I said the son was just doing TikTok videos. That's all he yeah. did, or something. Yeah, didn't really have a yeah, a big job. All right, uh, when we come back, we're going to welcome back to the show Rebecca Peterson. She's been on a couple of times before. This is the woman that was nearly raped while walking down a sidewalk in Long Beach. Guy comes up behind her, a vagrant named Miguel Avila, and he's got his pants down, lifts up her dress, and she falls. Fortunately, a bystander scared Avila off, apparently with pepper spray, as we learned later. Uh, so this story went from a misdemeanor from the L.A. County DA's office to a felony, but now there is another update in the story. And I think Rebecca said it really well in the last paragraph of this story from the City News Service. Her quote, really frustrating to hear that they want to put six months time and effort into this man's case when they wouldn't even put that much effort into finding out if he actually committed a misdemeanor or a felony. And what we're talking about is apparently this man is now going to get a six-month mental health evaluation. The case has been deferred till next May. All right, we'll talk to her about it next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com/iheart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for. Complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent APY, a five hundred dollar matching bonus, and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March thirty first, twenty twenty five. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS two nine two two three zero. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.